Praise the Lord, everybody. How you guys doing tonight? I'm back tonight, this Wednesday, with the Wednesday night outlet. I was out last week, so um, excuse me, guys, for not um, not being there last week, but God bless you guys. I welcome you all to the live stream tonight. I welcome you guys to the outlet. I pray that all of you are blessed in Jesus' name. I pray you guys are having a wonderful evening. And uh, I just want to invite you guys on tonight as you guys are logging on tonight. Um, just share it. Share it with somebody so they can hear the word tonight. I'm going to be talking about an authority, uh, believer's authority and the authority that we have as believers, the authority that we have as Christians. And I'm just going to get into some meat tonight. I'm going to get into some stuff. And I believe you guys will be blessed by this message if you guys have a pen or a paper, go ahead and, and get your pen, get your paper, and um, take your notes because we're talking about the authority of a believer tonight. So I welcome you guys all once again um, tonight to the live stream. I'm just going to pray real quick before we get into it. And Father, um, we come before you tonight, and I thank you for every person on this live stream, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for the work that you're doing in their lives I ask you to strengthen them and quicken them, Father God, even where they are right now. I thank you for your word, Father. I thank you that your word does not return to you void, but it accomplishes what you please and it prospers for what you sent it to do. So tonight, as we read through your word, Father God, I just thank you for revelation knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for illuminating your word like you never have before. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak through me, that you touch the hearts of the listeners tonight, Lord God, and that you move mightily by your spirit in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen and amen. So talking about the authority of, as a believer, guys, this is this is what it's about. Um, Romans 13 verse 1. I'm going to read that. That's the first verse that I'm going to start reading tonight. And it says, let every soul be subject to leaders and governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So we see that God or the word of God is, is breaking down about governing authorities and that there's no authority except from God, and that the authorities that exist are appointed by God, and that every soul must be subject to these authorities. So we can see that God ordains authority, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God, and that every soul is to be subject to those authorities. So we're talking tonight about a believer's authority. There is a natural authority, such as police officers, who when they use their authority as intended, are a huge benefit to us by protecting our communities from terror. And we as as believers are to be subject to them. And I know a lot of people don't like to be subject to leaders and governing authorities, but that's not biblical. If we're Christians, we have to be subject to leaders and governing authorities. And I was talking about there's a natural authority and there's a spiritual authority. And I just talked about police officers using them as, as an example, as a natural authority. Romans 13, 3 says, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? So the Bible's asking, do we want to be unafraid of authorities? So it says, do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Now as believers, God has given us spiritual authority over the works of the enemy. And this is very important that we need to know as believers. A lot of times as Christians, we go about our day and 
we don't believe that there's demons. We don't believe that there's spiritual forces. And when I say we, I'm not talking about myself or anybody on the screen. I'm, I'm just using that as a general reference. Some people go about living their daily life thinking that their battle is with their spouse, spouse, thinking that their battle is with their boss and their children, not knowing that we're in a spiritual war as believers. See, the fight that we're in is not with flesh and blood, but it's, it's against spiritual hosts of wickedness who want to try to have us defeated. See, the enemy's number one rule, or not rule, but number one's objective is to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your dreams, steal your hope, you know, and destroy your your joy or, or whatever he can do. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy whatever he can in your life. And if we're ignorant to his existence, he's going to have the upper hand on us. But if we're in the word and we're diligent to do what God tells us to do in his word, amen, in our in our daily walk. So God does not want us to be ignorant to the devices of the enemy. And more people need to be preaching about deliverance. More people need to be preaching about Satan and demons working in people's lives. Because you know what? The same way that the natural authorities are used in this earth to protect us, we are to use our spiritual authority to protect our loved ones, protect the people out on the street, to let them know that they can be free from the bondage. Amen? There's people in jail for committing crimes, natural jail. Well, there's people in spiritual jail walking around every day in fear and in anxiety, and they need to be set free. And how do they get set free? See, they get set free by us, by the believers, through the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. And if we as believers don't step up and walk in our authority, you know, we pass by people every day who are defeated, who are in bondage, who are contemplating suicide, who are depressed, who are dealing with anxiety, and we have the answer. But a lot of times we don't step out and walk in our authority as believers, maybe because of fear, maybe because of doubt. And these are all things that the enemy puts on us to try to prevent us from walking in our spiritual authority. If the enemy can have you walking in doubt, if he can have you walking in unbelief and fear, he has the victory over you. See, Perfect love casts out fear. We were just reading in our Bible study last night that that you know uh, that perfect love casts out fear because fear inv involves torment. The enemy tries to torment, but when the perfect love of Jesus Christ has come inside of you, it pushes out that fear. See, we need to be wise when we deal with the enemy because the enemy is wise. He tries to come and do all types of schemes and things like that. But you know what? We got to put our foot down as believers and say, no more. You ain't having no more leeway in my children's life. You're having no more leeway in my marriage. You're having no more leeway in my finances, on my job. You know, Christ has come. See, he's come to set the captives free. And Christ is in us, the only hope of glory. So if Christ is in us, we need to use that authority that he's given us to walk in as believers and set those free who are in spiritual bondage. Amen. So now as believers, God has given us spiritual authority over the works of the enemy, and they are to be subject to us as God has commanded us to be subject to the natural authority. So God has made us subject over the governing authorities, and he said that every soul, every soul must be subject to them. Well, the same way that we're subject to the natural governing authorities, the spirits are subject to us because of the authority that Christ has given us. And that's what we need to know as believers, the authority that we have. See, they have no choice but to listen to us. They have no choice but to obey us. But we have to know 
the authority that we walk in. We have to know the authority that Christ has given us. Let's look at the disciples' reaction when they found out that demons were subject to them. And it says here in Luke 10, verse 17, 19, and then through verse 20, it says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in, our, in, in your name. So the disciples came back and they were rejoicing. They were saying, Lord, even the demons have to listen to us. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. When we use your name, they are subject to us. Amen. And we know that also we've seen in scripture when the sons of Sceva, they tried to cast out demons in the name of Paul, in the name of uh, the God Paul serves. Them demons beat them up. Them demons didn't know them. They had no authority. They didn't know who they were. They, didn't, they weren't even believers. They just tried to use a name that they heard about. And the demons stripped their clothes off, beat them up, and they ran away naked. But when the disciples went forth and they cast out demons in the name of Jesus, they came back rejoicing because the demons were subject to them. Why were they subject to them? They were subject to them because of the authority that Christ had given them. How many of you know that you have authority? How many of you know the authority that Christ has given you? Amen. To walk in your calling, to walk in your authority as believers. God did not give us authority just to sit back. No, he gave us the authority to go forth and do the work of ministry. Amen. To set the captives free, to deliver those who are in bondage and those who are under demonic forces. So the disciples came back rejoicing. And you know what Jesus told them? He told them, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. He said, rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And that's something to rejoice about. See, demons being subject to us isn't a big deal. But our name written in heaven is a big deal. That's something to rejoice about. Amen. Some people never even heard about demons being subject to them. Some people never even seen a demon cast out, speaking through people, acting crazy. You know, but that's what happens when you use your authority and they're exposed. Amen. So many people are walking around with demons every day and those demons are comfortable inside of them. And those people are comfortable with their demons. You know, they got so comfortable with the demons, they let them just live there. Amen. But not, nah, we should be able to walk in our authority and be able to have the, the gift of discernment to see these types of things. Amen. So they were rejoicing because they had subject, the demons were subject to them in Jesus's name. And, G and this is what Jesus said. He said, behold, I give you, he said, I give you the authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing by shall any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Come on, how many of you are happy that your name is written in heaven? How many of you are happy that God delivered you from maybe drugs, maybe a bondage, anxiety, fear, anger, hatred, resentment? Come on. I know a lot of people have been delivered from a lot of things, and I am rejoicing today that my name is written in heaven. I'm rejoicing that I know I'm saved. I know I'm delivered. I know that I'm a new creation. Come on. You guys have to know that you were set free. You guys have to know that you are a new creation. You have to know the authority that God has given you as a believer to walk in the authority he has given you. God has called you for a time such as this in 2020. See, you weren't born and, cre and created for no reason. It's not by circumstance that you're sitting here or wherever you're at today in 2020 
We're faced with a pandemic. We're faced with all types of things coming against us. But you know what? It's a wonderful time. It's a time. It's time to let the light of Christ shine through us and to go forth and to be the light of the world. Amen. That's what God is calling. He's waiting for for his believers to stand up. He's waiting for his believers to walk in their authority. See, this ain't a time to be preaching comfort to everybody and say, you know, everything's going to get better. You know, we're just going to get through. No, this is the time to raise up soldiers in the kingdom of God and let them know that we're in a spiritual battle and we're in a spiritual war. And everything that's come against us in this hour, in this time, is a prime time for the saints of God to stand up and let their light shine. Amen. Encouragement is good, but right now is not the time to pacify believers and, and, and you know, um, preach a message to pacify them. No, now is the time to prepare every believer for what's to come. Amen. And, and every believer needs to be equipped with the authority that Christ has given them. Amen. And that's what I want to do. I want to equip believers. I want to let you know that you were created for a time such as this, just like Esther. You know, when she came into the palace, she was there for a time. What was she there for? She was the there for one purpose, and that was to deliver her people. She didn't know that she was there for that time. Amen. But she was there for a divine purpose. And I want to tell you that you have a divine purpose and plan, you know, for your life as well, that God has already preordained and predestined from the foundation of the earth. But we have to know that God has given us authority. We have to know how to walk in our authority. Amen. So, we see that Jesus says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. You know, that's over the enemy. That's over spiritual hosts of wickedness. God has given us this authority. So what are what are the attributes of a believer that walks in his or her authority? And I'm just going to go over two here, two attributes of a believer that walks in his or her authority is quietness and confidence. You know, we don't have to say much as believers. It's something that you know that you know inside of you. The, the confidence that the Lord has given you. Amen. Holy Spirit dwells within us. If we're believers, we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's the one who leads us, guides us, and directs us into all truth. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. Amen. And we should have a confidence as believers as we are being led by the Holy Spirit. So quietness and confidence are two attributes a believer has who walks in their authority. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, it says, Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall be in returning and rest you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So quietness and confidence is a believer's strength, and a believer that walks in their authority will have a quietness and also a confidence about them. And sometimes people won't understand a believer's authority. And will confuse your confidence for arrogance, you know, but our confidence is not arrogance. Our confidence is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Once you've been set free, he who the son sets free is free indeed. Once you know that you were set free, you have a certain confidence in God and his word like never before. It's a wonderful thing. So we are able to walk in authority because the confidence we have in Jesus and his word we see in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask. It doesn't say some things that we ask. It says whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions 
of what we have asked for. The Bible also says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You have to know that your prayers avail. You have to know that your that our God's eyes go to and fro throughout the earth, looking to show, hallelujah, t looking to show to whom he is faithful. Amen. That's who he wants to show. His eyes are going to and fro, looking for the faithful ones, looking for the ones with with a confidence, with a quietness and assurance who believe him at his word. How many of you believe that God has given you an authority? How many of you believe that you could cast out demons? How many of you believe that you have authority to pray your children? Amen. Back to, uh, back to the Lord. How many of you have a, have a uh, confidence in the authority God has given you to pray your husband or your wife? Back to the Lord. Amen. Trusting in God. Trusting in his word. And in First First John 5, 14, it says, and this is a confidence that we have in him. Anything we ask according to his will. We hear people say, well, if it be the Lord's will, well, God's will is his word. You have to know his word. If you know his word, you know what his will is. God does nothing apart from his word. Everything that God does will line up with his word. Amen. So that's why it's so important as every believer to get into the word. I say it all the time. Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What you put inside of you will come out of you. If you constantly put the word of God inside of you, you will be built up. Your spirit man will be fed. Come on. Some people's spirit man are so hungry. They never eat. They never feed their spirit man. And the spirit man is craving. The spirit man is crying out for the word of God saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. But we're too busy feeding our flesh. Come on. We're going in the closet. We're getting them, them, you know, them holiday cookies. We're getting them holiday pies, you know, and we're feeding our flesh. But the spirit man is crying out and say, when are you going to feed me? When are you going to feed me some word? Come on. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Come on. And I'm not against holiday sweets. Come on. We got a bunch of holiday sweets over here, but it's about balance. We have to feed our spirits. We have to get into the word of God. We have to be led by the spirit of God. You have to know the authority that God has given you as a believer. Praise God. So you have to have confidence in who God says you are and in what God and in what his word says we have. So that's a key. We have to have confidence in who God says we are and what his word says we have. This confidence comes through relationship. The confidence that I'm talking about tonight comes through relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's through prayer. That's through reading the word. So confidence also comes through relationship. If you don't know who you are as a believer, it will be impossible to have any authority over spiritual forces in your life. You have to know who you are as a believer. You have to know who you are, who God says you are. That's that is key. Amen. You can't walk around defeated. You can't walk around with your head down. You have to know who God says you are. You know, a lot of people say, I'm just a sinner. I'm this and that, you know, but God doesn't call you sinners. You know, God calls us saints, just like in the book of uh you know, um, in, in first in Corinthians, you see the believers. They were there. He wrote it to the to the saints in Corinth. He didn't write to the sinners, even though they were sinning. You know, we're not sinless. I'm not saying we're we're sinless, but God does not see us as sinners anymore. God sees us as blood washed and blood bought by His Son. When He looks at us, He sees the blood of His Son Jesus Christ. He sees us sanctified. He sees us seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is how God sees us. So we can't walk around defeated talking about ourselves and walking in false humility when God says, 
you know, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is who God says, who God says we are. So what we are. Amen. Does that make sense? So walk in confidence in who God says you are and you can walk in the authority that God has given you. Amen. It's, you can't walk in authority that God has given you if you have a defeated mentality. Amen. You have to get into the word of God. So once again, if you don't know who you are as a believer, it'll be impossible to have any authority over spiritual forces. And as believers, God has called us to have authority over principalities and over spirits because the fight is not against your wife. The fight's not against your children. It's against the enemy. And we have to be aware of that. And this is something I wanted to share here. Yelling at demons and calling them names is not how we use authority over them. I see people, you know, and I hear people talking about Satan, calling them all types of names, calling demons all types of names, seeing videos of people doing deliverance, you know, uh, call, calling demons all types of crazy names, you know, but that's not how we use our authority as believers. And we can see this in scripture in Jude um, 1 9, when Michael the archangel, um, when the devil came disputing the body of Moses, it says, yet Michael the archangel in contending with the devil. So Mark, Michael the archangel was contending with Satan when he disputed about the body of Moses. And it says here, he dared not bring against him a reviling accusation. So Michael the archangel didn't even dare to bring a reviling accusation against Satan. But this is what he said. Look, he said, the Lord rebuke you. And that's all he needed to say. As believers, we don't have to say much. When you know the authority that God has given you. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, when we're cast, when you cast out demons and when you're doing deliverance ministry, you do have to pray a lot. There is a lot of repetition. There is a lot of repeating a lot of times because not one deliverance is the same. But I'm saying that when you're doing a deliverance, you don't need to say you stupid demon, <laughs> you idiot, you know this and that, you dirty devil, and all that stuff, and that's not needed. We can use the name of Jesus, command them to come out, you know, but it will be repetition. It's a lot of work. Deliverance takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy. Amen. It's something that, that is very time-consuming. So I just wanted to touch on that, that, you know, we don't, we don't need to be calling demons all types of names. We just say the Lord rebuke you. Amen. When he's in our in our business, when he's messing with our families, you know, messing with our kids, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, you know, and, that, and that's enough. You know that you walk in your authority. You just say that the Lord rebuke you, you know, get behind me. That's it, you know, and, and he will obey. Amen. He has to obey because the Lord has given us authority over them and we have to know that. Amen. Believers who despise authority, I'm going to touch on this. Believers who despise authority are carnal Christians. I see it all the time. I see uh, not just younger people, but older people who have a problem with authority, not just, you know, in, in church, but also over leaders and governing authorities. They despise authority. But believers who despise authority are carnal Christians, you know, and that's plain and simple. You will not grow as a believer if you can't, if you, if you can't, uh, you know, obey God's word. And God says that every soul be subject to governing authorities. And in second Peter chapter two, verse 10 says, and especially those who walk according to the flesh, that those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. 
So those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority, they are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil against dignitaries. And we see that a lot of times people have no problem speaking evil against dignitaries. They have no problem speaking evil against, uh, you know, whoever's in authority, whoever's ruling over our country or our nation or or our city. You know, people have no problem doing that. And they don't realize that when they speak evil against dignitaries, that they're walking, you know, they're, they're being carnal. And it's not a good place to be. Amen. So someone who does not respect, does not have a respect for natural authority, can't expect to have any kind of spiritual authority. And this is key. You know, God's given us a mandate to be subject to rulers and governing authorities in the same way that we are to be subject over rulers and governing authorities. God has given us authority over the enemy, over Satan, over demons, and they are subject to us as we walk in our authority as believers. I just want to encourage you guys. Thank you for tuning in tonight. If this message blessed you tonight, go ahead and share it. And the three things that I want to just encourage you guys tonight to continue in is continue in prayer, continue in reading your word, and continue in fasting. If you do these three things, I'm going to tell you that you will grow. You know, get into the word of God. Amen. And just stay focused on the word of God. Don't worry about the things that are going on around you. You know, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight, you know, so that's very key. We can't look at the things that are going on around us. We have to look at what God's word says. If I can encourage you guys with anything tonight, do not be moved by your emotions, not by how you feel or how things look, but only be moved by the word of God. Amen. I might continue this. um, I got some more stuff to share on a believer's authority, but I'm running out of time tonight. So God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you have a wonderful evening. God bless and I love you all. Take care.